2: This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Horseman, here with my buddy, as usual, Eric Bradley. And it is Tuesday, right ap- after episode four and five of Bachelor in Paradise. We're going to recap that for you, but also, guys, stick around. We got an amazing episode with George Burge coming up after this. Uh, it's a great conversation. You guys are going to love it. But before that, like I said, we're going to get into the recap. Uh, we got a lot to cover here. We got a lot to cover. I
3: just got done with a fantasy draft. I thought this was the Fantasy Freaks podcast. I thought we were going to go over <laughs> my uh, my draft picks.
0: <laughs> did you really? I haven't done a fantasy football in a long time. Yeah, dude. I did my first like three of years. six.
3: First of six drafts tonight. You're so in six doing, leagues? I am. I have, a, what I have the, a I'm a bit of a degenerate. I have a <laughs> gambling shit. problem.
0: Oh, dude, I don't think I've ever played six seasons in my life. Six wow. Yeah. That's almost too much. How do you keep them track of them? That's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Like, especially now when it's we're hard. busy as fuck, dude. We're gonna be out <laughs> on the road and you're gonna be you're gonna be backstage working on your fantasy lineup Saturday <laughs> nights.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's funny. Uh,
0: yeah, but anyway,
3: before we get into the to the recaps uh maybe a couple things to go over um i don't i, I don't know if you've seen a lot of stuff with uh marissa kind of getting shamed since last week's episode uh, yeah shut the f up people Dude. like let them live let let them have their moment like they yeah. they have they're a beautiful couple yeah it's, really sad to see that.
0: So sad. And this is actually why I think, so I didn't really see any of it because I think I actually have a pretty pro sex following. So like I didn't really see any of it, but then I heard, like you said, like I heard people talk about it and then I went to like you know, whatever, like posts about it or Marissa's page. And I was like, what yeah. the fuck? And R- I'm like, I, Riley,
3: Riley. Riley's page. The whole story.
0: Yeah. And I saw it. all that. And yeah, it's ridiculous. Like guys, it's 2021. Stop slut shaming people for fuck's sake. Like we are a very pro set the show itself. Like, don't watch a show that is literally about dating and fucking casually if you can't handle it. Like, don't watch the show then. So that gets me all riled up, man. i <laughs> yeah, fucking riled yeah. up. Because it Just, happened to me too. So I know exactly what it's like. Man, it's brutal. <laughs> Yeah, I feel bad for him. And the other yeah. thing,
3: obviously, I know I, my DMs get fucking flooded all the time <laughs> about why don't you ask Blake questions? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do mm-hmm. that? So I, I'm going to try here. BTR <laughs> listeners, I'm going to try. <laughs> obviously, Blake, you went on a few uh, outlets a couple weeks ago, talked about you and Becca. Hmm. leading up to paradise, the relationship you had. Obviously, it wasn't a secret. You went out there, hung out. You guys went to dinner as a group. Kendall was there. And you guys obviously did hang out in LA. Um, is, and then she comes on clickbait last week with Joe and Natasha. I don't know if she's blindsided by it, but Natasha FaceTimes her right in the middle of the show. And Natasha obviously asked her a couple questions and she kind of laughs it off. Um, you and her talking prior. And is there anything you might want to hold anyone accountable for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, good question. And trust me, my DM, yeah, I bet your DMs are bad too, because my DMs are bad. Um, Honestly, like at this point, it's just like something like, I don't know if I even want to like waste my breath. Like, I just feel like at this point, it's just, it's a waste of time, you know, like, yeah, I, listen, I was hurt by the podcast. I don't think that's any secret. And like I said, there's no secret that we were hanging out prior, you know? Like, I don't think it was, like, some secret. Like, it wasn't at all. Um, more than anything, you know, I was hurt by it. But, hey, it, you know, it is what it is. I think the people, my friends, certainly know the truth. Um, I think most of the people in Bachelor World know the truth. Her friends sir shit know the truth. So it's like, it is what it is. Um, I think, you know, listen, I don't think... The one thing I'm going to say is, you know, maybe Becca's protecting something or someone, and for that, I respect her for that, but it just sucks that, like, it happened the way it did, but that's honestly I'm just never going to talk about her again because anytime I do, shit gets written and everything, and it just gets everything blown out of proportion. So, I uh, yeah, the fucking podcast hurt, and it really, yeah, it really hurt. But it is what it is. Moving on. At least I know now. So fucking moving on. But yeah,
3: I'm just getting as your bu- boy and stuff and brother, man. Like I just hate fucking people seeing. Like I feel like you're that low hanging fruit to just fucking jab at.
0: <laughs> I know, man. And sometimes I want to jab back, but this time it's just not. And we always I- try to do take the
3: high road i know for sure like this if you listen to our show like we're definitely not like trying to spill tea and like throw people under the bus especially like my industry like what i've come through relationships are the most important thing and i cherish and value relationships and not trying to fucking destroy relationships like there's no point in that yeah
0: and i i think i agree with you dude i think me and eric both we take pride and btr in general we take pride in not dragging people like Eric has seen me at my absolute worst when I was going through what I was going through. He was there for me, so like we both know what it's like being in the public eye and then having people ruin it. So we always try and lift people up in this podcast. So we're not going to stop doing that. And I think I think that was just you're right, like relationship wise. Like I just never expected that from her, but uh, it is what but, it is. So moving on, you know, like I just I can't fucking just talk yeah. about it All right, <laughs> like her yes. in general. You know what I mean? It's just like,
3: uh, yeah, it is what well, it now, is. Well, I guess fuck. Let's get into the smoke, bros.
0: <laughs> dude, we have a lot to talk about in these two episodes. Um, I'm, uh, you're right, dude. Let's uh, so we'll start with the first episode because the smoke, bros it for smoke bros started smoke shows. One? Yeah, it took me a second. I was like, "What does smoke bro mean?" And then they started talking. They said smoke show ten times within thirty seconds. I was like, "Oh, the smoke bros." But. Is that where the episode kind of started? It was with yep, Chris and pretty much. Jason, Jason coming Jason down, Jason was right?
3: waiting for Chris at the bottom of the stairs.
0: Yeah, that was weird, too. Like, why didn't they just walk down together? Where the like, fuck I is gonna... Lance Bass? Like... <laughs> I know. Dude, he had, like, no lines in the last two episodes. Like, yeah, no. like, two. Compared <laughs> to David Spade, David was, like, a lot of the – he was honestly the best part of the first couple episodes. So, yeah, I don't know if Lance Bass just got edited out, maybe, or I don't know what it was. But, um, yeah, so Jason and, and Chris come down. And this is actually pretty normal. Like, you get a double date here and there every season. Um and I I'm shocked with how that double date went down. I mean, they pulled a lot of different people, uh, but at the end of the day, it was Chris took Jacinia. Yep. And, and Jason
3: picked uh Deandra.
0: DeAndra, that's right. Jason picked DeAndra. So um I'm kind of curious of where Chris got
3: this confidence from all of a sudden, too, because it was like, where the f- fuck was he on his season
0: <laughs> yeah they even had the like bird edited being like who's that or like whatever it was but yeah i mean chris literally got zero zero screen and time i've talked with zero. chris a little bit like
3: on instagram and stuff and we'll see him probably quite a bit coming yeah. up here mm-hmm. in yep, social circles and looking forward to seeing him and he seems like a good dude
0: yeah i like chris yeah i like chris he seems like a great dude i've DN'd with him a couple times so um yeah i just i you're right, dude. He came in very confident, and it showed. Like, it yeah. showed. Just you, like, was eating it up, man. And like, that's another thing. Yeah. Everyone
3: gave you shit from years ago, hanging out with people prior.
0: They were in the dude. fucking
3: San Diego group together. <laughs> this whole fucking – This whole season and the shot Season, shockiness. bro. Like, the whole season, everybody's
0: hanging out. Like, God, and I was murdered for it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so this is an interesting day, too, because it's like – It's karma Sutra, right? Is that what it was? It was like karma I mean, Sutra. Pretty much. I dude, mean, those <laughs> – Positions they were in was cracking me up, bro. Like, it's the weirdest double date ever because you're doing all these word positions where, like, they were literally like face, they were doing like a pyramid.
3: Yeah, I mean, they were doing wheelbarrows, uh, jackhammers, yeah, the Heimlich maneuver. Like, it was just, I mean, how are you not from six to midnight instantly? Like,
0: yeah, which I bet they were, dude. Because at one point, when Chris was like, yeah, Jacinta, yeah, like when she was like,
3: sorry, Jacinta.
0: When he was like blowing on her, she was like, ooh, man, she was getting all hot and bothered for sure. She even kind of acted like it when she was doing an ITM. Yeah. Um, but I guess the reason I was kind of shocked by this whole thing was because I did feel like Jasenia and Ivan were pretty mm-hmm. solid. So not only her going on the date kind of surprised me, but then her and Chris hitting it off so much that she came back and she was like, Ivan, I'm sorry, man, but like I'm smitten. Like <laughs> Chris is my guy. Yeah, it's kind of weird. shocked by that.
3: Like, what does she tell Ivan? She's like, you check all the boxes, but there's something missing. Like, what was missing there?
0: Yeah, exactly. I Well, and interesting enough, I've heard a lot. I know a lot of people have met him and a lot of ladies who have met him. And I think he does. And obviously, I've never met him. I don't want to say, like, I don't know if this is true or not. But I think sometimes he does come off as more of a friend, you know. And I think he knows that. And maybe he gets in his head a little bit. Um, but I agree. Like, if, there must have been some. There's nothing, like. I don't know if it was like a physical connection, but the spark was missing between them because and apparently Chris had it. Like apparently Chris had whatever Ivan didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, because she was she was smitten with that man. So um good on them. I guess that's like a new couple now. Uh and then chasing in DeAndra. Um yeah. I couldn't tell, like I think they enjoy each other's company. Um, but DeAndra's with uh oh my god, is it Trey? No. No. Uh what am I thinking? Carl, this is was it? Carl? Carl. Oh, you're right, yeah. it was Carl because he gave her the charm bracelet, yeah, was, which we'll get, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that.
3: Oh my god,
0: yeah, but um, so d- I, I definitely don't think Deandra and Carl had a strong, like a super strong relationship. Um, so I'm not shocked on her going on the date, but it didn't seem like Jason and Deandra hit it off pretty good. Um, so all in all, like, I thought that double date went pretty well. I thought that double kinda, date went
3: pretty well. Do you think that was an interesting pick for Jason?
0: Yes, but at the same time, I don't think there's anybody else on that beach who would have gone with him. I think at that point, the beginning of last night's episode, quite a few people were wifed up, like were in relationships. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody pretty much. Yeah. That all kind of Good fizzle point. at the end of the night. Like, the so the do, you, show. do I don't know if
3: maybe behind the scenes or if you could share this or not, but mm-hmm. like obviously people are coming down those steps producers are probably in ears they got to know probably what couples are
0: forming mm-hmm. right so or, kind of that's actually a good question because not really i think sometimes it depends on the contestant walking down but honestly no so i'll for an, this is a great example dean when he came walking down the stairs in my paradise i was the first person he pulled he didn't pull any women he pulled me first and asked me who was wifed up like who was in couples so mm-hmm. They usually and that's common. Like usually, the first person they pull, they ask, like, "Who do you know is like in a couple?" So that was an example. Like Dean pulled me first and was like, "Dude, who's coupled up?" Just so he knew. Um, so, so yeah, that yeah, that's a good question. That's kind of a little behind the scenes for you there.
3: Um, yeah. Then from there, we kind of go into Mar- Mari pulling
0: Kenny aside. Oh yeah, this was all very interesting. Yeah. What was she doing? So. I guess well, I don't, so this. this is a good question too, because I'm like, was she playing the game? Was she trying to get Kenny to fall harder for her by playing hard to get or by, or did she actually want to like go and check out other relationships? Yeah, you or know, was like
3: there someone she was
0: waiting for. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good down. point too. Good point. Um, I don't know what her strategy was or I think personally when I watched it, I was like, Oh, she's just not that into Kenny. Like she's just not that into him. And she wants to explore other relationships and other people. Uh, but then all of a sudden, Kenny does exactly what she told him to do, and yeah. like the one, <laughs> the best part is like Mari confided in Demi, and Demi was like, never could never confide so in Demi yeah. guys. Demi was like, oh, you mean you don't like Kenny? Okay, I'm in. And like within minutes, she had her tongue in Kenny's throat, and Kenny liked it. And weirdly enough, Kenny and Demi kind of kind of work together uh, in a weird way. I never would have expected that because Demi's. Yeah. Like maturity is like a twenty-one-year-old, and, and Kenny. Kenny's well, pretty mature. <laughs> like, is he though? Are I think <laughs> kind of is. Like, I feel like. Well, now I don't know. I
3: thought yeah, maybe I, before. Yeah, I feel but, like. I feel um, like Kenny's making up for a lot of lost camera
0: time he didn't get. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> he is getting a lot of camera time this season, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but yeah, and then all of a sudden, Mari gets pissed. I don't Mari understand well. out. Like as I, a man, a girl yeah. goes
3: and tells you that, like. Uh, so you're just gonna throw me in the back burner or the back of the closet and I'm supposed to wait for you for a rainy day here like when you want to fire me up like let's go
0: yeah exactly no. I agree I agree I agree I don't I don't blame Kenny at all uh, but I do maybe I do maybe understand why Mari was mad at Demi like I feel like oh, that was yeah. a little bit of a like a I don't know like a fucked up thing to do like swoop your friend's man after she just confided in you like I get that uh, but for Mari to be a Ken, mad at Kenny I don't think she should be mad at Kenny we'll be right back Um, And I thought Kenny handled himself well when Mari came and was like, can we talk? He's like, oh, now you want to talk, huh? Yeah. You know, he like kind of gave her a little attitude back. I was like, good, Kenny, good. Yeah, the ball's in his court at that point. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. So I thought he played it well. But did you – I missed this, dude. They went to the boom-boom room? I I was going to say that too because I had that in my notes at the end of the show. I was like, they went to the boom-boom room question mark. But clearly they did. They did. And I – because somebody else – I had a couple DMs being like, can you believe they went to the boom-boom room too? And I was like, What? Like, what? I totally missed that. And the best part is, I, you know what sucks? Because going back to what we talked about at the beginning of the episode, Demi ain't going to get slut-shamed. They didn't even go on a date. Demi ain't going to get slut-shamed. Kenny's okay. not going to get slut-shamed. It's fucked up. Marissa and Ryder got all slut-shamed. Nobody's going to do that to to Demi. In fact, that's like her whole shtick is like her being processed. You know, so mm-hmm. that's frustrating to see. You know, it's fucked up. Really is. Yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess basically – kenny's kind of all in on demi now like which yeah, i do play point, man, you know yeah yeah at this I point mean,
3: yeah yeah you got to keep it moving yeah i mean there's really um, no time to waste down there
0: no there's not time to waste and and i think mari's kicking herself for sure she's like fuck i, I really fucked this up um
3: <laughs> i just love that, that mr still your man dude woman, she fucking sucks so everything
0: <laughs> She's moved so fast. So basically, we kind of go into now the cocktail hour. At the end of the episode one, we're going into the cocktail hour. A lot happened. A lot happened going into this cocktail hour. I mean, the biggest thing uh, was Tammy, man. I want to get your opinion on this because I go back and forth. So Tammy's seeing Aaron, right? Tammy's seeing Aaron, and she, <laughs> Aaron's mortal enemy <laughs> is Thomas. And she pulls Thomas and straddles mm-hmm. this man. And is just making out with her right, right, making with him right in front of Aaron.
3: Well, I mean, even her approach was really cold. Like she grabbed him from the bar and just like didn't even just walked right by Aaron.
0: Dude, yeah, didn't even look at him. And, And and Tammy knows, Tammy fucking knows that Aaron hates Thomas. He's told everybody on that beach how much he hates Thomas. So in one in one way. I understand that it's paradise. Kiss whoever you want until you're in a relationship. But at the same time, I was like, damn, Tammy, you're really going to do that in front of that man? Like, he hates Thomas. Um, what even do you Thomas,
3: think? Even Thomas was like, man, you're a villain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he knew yeah, it. Man, he knew it. And there was one point, I think, when Tommy, or Tammy was literally straddling Thomas. And Thomas was like, Oh, uh, or no, Tammy oh. goes, is Aaron burning a hole in the back of my head? And he's like, yeah, probably. And he just looks stressed out about it. Like Thomas just looks stressed out about it. Oh God. Um, and then, yeah, obviously Aaron confronts Thomas, which. Yeah.
3: Well, before we get into that, but I think we skipped over a couple of things. Obviously Joe goes on the date with Serena.
0: They're adorable. Oh, that's right. They did go. That was adorable. They're great together. I love their banter and they're like little chirps at each other. I said it on my recap last night, and I'll say it again. Weirdly enough, they remind me a lot of Kaylin and Dean down on that beach. Kaylin and Dean's relationship was a lot of like them making fun of each other but not taking themselves seriously. Um, and I see that a lot in Joe and Serena. So I think I like their, their relationship pretty well. Um, I guess, but speaking of that date, um, how about they spend most of that date talking about Kendall. <laughs> like, that yeah, right? was very much foreshadowing. And they kind of explained, Serena basically asked why they broke up. And Joe was basically like, you know, I wanted—I didn't want to stay in L.A. I want to move to Chicago. And Kendall want to stay in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep that in mind because I think that's going to become a uh, talking point in the future on the on, on, in Paradise. Yeah, very uh, soon. But Kendall's getting a lot of screen time and she's not even down yeah. at the beach yet, you know. Um, it was funny
3: seeing him dressed up as a luchador too.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. The whole wrestling thing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It was funny. It was a good, it was a cute date.
3: It was a cute date. It was good to see him out of like fucking survivor outfit too.
0: Yeah. The bandama with the cutoffs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. No, he, uh, yeah, they're great together. I hope it, I hope it works out for them. Uh, but we'll yeah. get into that, you know, Down the, the yeah, and then, uh, yeah, a couple other things, obviously Chase
3: and, and Carl and then, uh, the Demi and the cake. Mari and the Yeah,
0: that was all during the cocktail hour that was all during the cocktail hour yeah so after you know let's finish up with thomas and aaron so thomas and aaron get into it um we didn't see the end of it you know because it kind of like you said it ended the season or the episode that's where
3: tonight's picked up
0: yeah but i get yeah yeah i guess yeah so i guess you're right we can get into that in a sec because i guess it leads right into the next episode but uh yeah so demi and Mari get in a fight which i get i kind of get Mari being pissed at demi i do i get it um I thought it was, dude, I think Demi's legit into Kenny. I think Demi's legit into Kenny. I know, obviously, she didn't fucking bake this cake like the producers did, obviously. Yeah. you know, They went and bought this cake and gave it to Demi. But for Demi to actually put work into a relationship, she's put more work into a relationship with Kenny she, than she did with Christian at the fucking I mean, Last she, Paradise, dude. Like, t- honestly.
3: Ken, she took Kenny up. She had a whole surprise party. Like, dude, Kenny turns 40.
0: Yeah. The pinata. Yeah, the gold. pinata with condoms. Yeah. yeah the gold the golden <laughs> yeah. tickets to the boom boom room dropout, yeah. obviously. Like straight up, she I think she is into Kenny.
3: Um which is kind of funny, is like yeah, it's golden tickets, and Kenny made a joke. Like if he was big enough to fill him. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, I <was> like, like, <laughs> she's like, are these the right size? And she like laughed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. I was like, um, I think we
3: all know by the size of the black sensor box,
1: they're not.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, and then that just gets Mari even more riled up. Uh, and she literally steals the cake, and I, I, dude, I thought she was gonna like throw it at Denny, which would have been yeah. incredible TV, but she would have been kicked off the beach probably because that's like violence. Yeah, but she threw it in that fire, man. And my favorite part of that was Riley, huh? Right? Riley's fucking reaction, like, damn, I wanted some cake. Like, he was like super pissed off that yeah. that, that cake went in the fire, dude. So and funny. It, and, and Mari wanted her cake too, and that backfired. Yeah, ooh, that's a good way to put it. Um, I mean, she wanted her cake and to eat it too, right? Yeah, yep. backfired. Yeah. I mean she um, just yeah,
3: she's like she wanted to build a roster and yeah, yeah. not happening. Kenny's and, over here though, putting a whole fucking squad together.
0: Seriously. <laughs> she's swooping, man. Um, but I don't know, we'll see what happens there because I can't tell if Kenny because remember right before Demi took him, they were playing that game on the beach that was like, Who here would you sleep with? And Kenny said Mari. Yeah. So I think Kenny's still into Mari low key. Uh, but we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out here. I think Kenny's pissed that Mari told him to go see other people. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, yeah? Okay, I fucking yeah. will. <laughs> like, I feel like that's Kenny's move right now. You won't think I won't? Yeah, exactly. You won't think I won't? Um, but, yeah, I think that's kind of the end of, like, we, we, got, we left in the middle of this cocktail party um, with Thomas and Aaron fighting, and that's literally where the next episode picks up. Uh, picks up with them still fighting and Tammy, like, freaking so out.
3: While they're arguing, though, like whose side are you on
0: on this? Cause like, I feel like I'm on Thomas's. <laughs> I kind of am too. Because like, like Aaron
3: should have had this conversation
0: with Tammy. Tammy. Agreed. Like, I think he should be mad at Tammy, which I, th- and he didn't even do that. Tammy went and talked to him at the mm-hmm. end of their conversation. I agree. I don't listen. I don't think Thomas did anything wrong in that sense. Um, it's just funny how much these guys hate each other. Like there was a point even during that conversation where Thomas was like, I can't remember what exactly he said. He said something to Aaron. I'm just like, man, I don't, the only thing I'll say is I think – I don't think Thomas did anything wrong in this situation. I don't think he did anything wrong in The Bachelorette. Like I don't like I don't think – everybody's there to be The Bachelor. You know what I mean? Like everybody thinks about it. So I don't think yeah. he did anything wrong there. Like I think they just reached for a villain. But the one red flag I see, man, is like if everybody hates you, man, that's a flag. We always say the one thing you can tell about when a guy is, seems like a good guy or the girl seems like a good girl is when everybody in the house likes them, when everybody gets sad when they leave – nobody liked Thomas on the bachelorette. And even Serena went on this date and was like, I got some weird vibes from Thomas when she went on that date. So something, I don't know what it is, but there's clearly something that is rubbing people the wrong way. We haven't seen it. I don't know what it is. I don't know why people are, you know what it is. But for me, if literally everybody has something bad to say about you, like that's a red flag to me, you know? So we'll see. I mean, listen, I don't think Thomas has done anything wrong camera from the bachelorette to now. So we'll see how it plays out. But, um, yeah, that's the only thing I have to say. Because, like, if everybody forgets... There's not as... Like, I don't know anybody who's like, yeah, I love Thomas. So we'll see how that works out. Um, but in this, this fight, yeah, I'm definitely Thomas. I think I'm side team Thomas. Um, and Aaron, I think Tammy... Tammy basically... Did she tell Thomas before the rose ceremony that, like, she was all in on... Or tell Aaron she was all in on Thomas? I think she kind of did. Um, right? Or was it kind of just the rose? I don't think so. Yeah, maybe it was just the rose. Because, like, Thomas. they kind of
3: had a conversation... Um, prior to the rose ceremony, and he just kind of got up and walked away from her.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. he just walked. Was all like yeah, pissed I off. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so yeah, now, we're still, dude. This is only the second rose ceremony. Isn't that mind blowing? Five episodes in, we're second rose ceremony. It's crazy, dude.
3: Crazy. Um, and by the way, who, who's the producers telling Tajwan she can't poop or pee? <laughs> like, <laughs> I forgot about that part. And she's eating spaghetti and she's that just was screaming so great, at dude. the ocean like. <laughs>
0: I feel like Taj Want, she's so great, but I feel like she is like a l- quick, like quick temper. Like, I feel like she's got a short fuse. Like, if you mm-hmm. fucking, when she's frustrated, she's frustrated she doesn't hold back. And I, like I said, I've had it where the producers don't you tell you can't pee. So I've been there. I know how Taj is feeling. <laughs> she was just all pissed off, flustered. She was like, I can't pee, I can't poo. But I got the spaghetti. She was like, that spaghetti with the world just crumbling around her. That was great. Um, so yeah, we're still in this cocktail party, dude. And people are freaking out. Trey leaves. Yeah. Well, Chase and Chase,
3: this we got to talk about the jewelry. Yes,
0: the jewelry.
3: Because where the fuck, like Carl's bringing down twenty-year-old Pandora bracelet charm bracelets. (laughs) There's no way Chase and bought a ninety-thousand Cuban link iced out (laughs) chain. Like that was fugazi as hell. Yeah, yeah. What what's going on here,
0: (laughs) dude? No shit. Like So the people don't know. Producers definitely have. Either they have that already there when they get to Paradise or they'll send out like a courier to go buy things. So I don't know. I, I don't know if Chase went up to them and was like, let's fucking give her a necklace. Like, can you go buy me a necklace? Yeah, that or wasn't the producers ne- were like, no, you know, it'd something be funny. you're going to
3: see Jake Paul wearing though. Yeah, yeah I saw Not that. Like- yeah.
0: Or like, yeah, you, uh, or they were like, producers were like, hey, Chase, like we have this, necklace. Like, what if you gave it to Deandra And he was like, yes, let's do it. You know, let's do it. Uh, but damn, yeah, Deandra's just fucking getting jewelry on the beach. She's getting all these free gifts from all these guys. She's living the dream. Um, and Carl gets pissed. Again, That's I don't the worst get this confrontation
3: either. I've ever seen. Dude, maybe. the
0: worst. They're both very bad at talking shit, which is Captain fine. One like One Upper Pants. Yeah, Captain One Upper Pants. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Um, terrible at shit-talking, which is fine. Like, I'm terrible at shit-talking too, but it's just the way... Like, why are you mad... <sighs> of course he's trying to get a rose bro like you can't be mad at him for like he went on a date with this girl it went great like you can't be mad at him for like going after rose so i don't i don't get that at all it reminds me of dylan with me like, when dylan was just like i'll piss i'm like she hasn't given a rose to anybody yet rose is still open but um was uh was dylan hawking over you though like chasing when he when carl was trying to present her with oh, the bracelet yeah not How that awkward bad. was that that was super awkward chasen was just staring at them from like six feet away no mr. dylan was not that bad i will give him that he was not that bad That's mr dangerous. aggressive chasen yeah that was a lot that was a lot um and it's just yeah their argument was hilarious dude um and DeAndre's just kind of over it i feel like she was just like these boys you know that kind of thing she was totally just over that whole yeah, it was like
3: super childish she was like you're in junior high like i gave her a better gift
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're gonna one-up me one-upper yeah. you want one a captain one-upper and that was funny um yeah and then that's that.
3: yeah and then uh we yeah we go into uh in what this i didn't see this coming taj and trey
0: yeah so me neither dude trey out of nowhere to in my eyes dumps taj out of nowhere and he's like peace i'm out like he's like there's nobody down here for me. He never really even explained himself. Did you feel like he explained himself? No, not really. He's just kind of like, just I'm not feeling just it. Just chucked out. Yeah, he's like, I'm not feeling it. I'm out. So he he just straight up fucking grabs his backpack, walks off the beach, and I think Taj is in a bit of a shock, but she's going to, for a minute, she's decided she's going to stick around a little bit, see what else comes down the stairs. Um, but she then, have,
3: yeah, She must have really had her eyes
0: and just her heart set on Riley. Right, I was just going to say that. Riley, dude, yeah, I think she was really wanted Riley and it didn't work out. And she was still going to stick around until Becca came walking down those stairs. And I think that was the moment when Taj was like, fuck, now we have a bass Like I'm out. Like I'm never going to get a man. Um, and she just decided a piece to peace out, but shout out to Taj. She had a great first fucking five episodes. Um,
3: I'm going to miss her.
0: <laughs> dude, me too. I'm going to miss her on the, on the show. Uh, she did a great job this season. I think she was, dude, I think she might have a run. Well, maybe at bartender, at a future bartender with Wells, maybe. But she does hate it down there. <laughs> she yeah, does not like it. Like she's hot. She's <laughs> like she doesn't the crabs, like crabs. Yeah, bugs. yeah. Um. So I don't know. if She'd actually do it, but I think I think if they wanted to ever get a girl down there with with Wells, I think Taj could make a pretty good bartender. So. We'll see. Um, She's so
3: quick witted and like it's, her humor is like kind of dry, but it's like funny has, as hell. And she
0: has no filter; like she doesn't care. Zero filter. No, she doesn't
3: care, man. She by the way, care. shout out to her for coming out to the show this past weekend in Denver. Yeah,
0: Taj, <laughs> I'm actually might throw up a little video tomorrow of her dancing. Taj on stage Nado, with she was out Aj there Nado. pouring
3: shots into Mouse. Yeah, the stage. it was so
0: fun. <laughs> so you're invited to any show you want. Fuck Paradise, Taj. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I'm i bu- I'm bummed she went. She deserved better. I'm bummed she went home. Uh, but I get it too, because Beck comes down the stairs and she's like, fuck this, <laughs> like, you know, like my guy already fucking went home on his own. I don't get Riley, like I'm out. So I don't really yeah. blame her. And I respect people who leave on their own terms. I yeah. respect people who do that. Um, yeah. So let's get into Becka then let's get into Beck walking down the stairs. First thing I saw was women were fucking shitting themselves. Like, like they that. are freaking out because like they said, Becca can have any man down there that she wants. She really can. Um, She's got the most followers. <laughs> she, yeah, she, she literally can have anybody down there. Uh, she's, she's the, the queen, and the she's
3: she is awesome,
0: and mm. she's great. Yeah, yeah, so she's a great person. These guys were freaking out, um, or the girls were freaking out, and the guys were like, "Hell yeah!" Well, the
3: guys are freaking out too, and
0: literally, <laughs> and literally, instantly, she's like the bachelorette again. All the guys are pulling her; they all want her rose. For the most part, anyway, the guys are like not sure. So I'm sure it was very overwhelming at first, um, but then. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of we go into the rose ceremony. and uh, It was kind of a shock. I was kind of shocked by some of this tonight. Mm -hmm.
3: The rose was given out.
0: And I think the biggest one for me was DeAndre giving it to Ivan out of nowhere. Yeah, it's basically I'm done with this high
3: school bullshit. Because I thought that's what like Taj would use like her rose on Ivan. Like it's like that friendship rose, Mm -hmm. like just stick around or whatever. Yeah. So they could both stay there and, you know, still have a shot making that connection. Yeah, and
0: I think what didn't get shown and from what I've heard is Becca kind of went in on Chasen a little bit down there and they didn't air any of that, but Becca went in on Chasen and kind of like ratted him out to D'Andra about something and D'Andra like, that's why D'Andra didn't give the rose to Chasen. We didn't see that part. Um, But yeah, I think uh, I was shocked. I thought she was going to give it to Chasen, but she gives it to Ivan, saves Ivan because he had no rose, I don't think, from anybody. No. So she saves Ivan. Um, Yeah, because before that, like I was, yeah, because... Yeah, I'm still kind of bummed about the Jasenia Ivan. A little yeah, bummed i bummed mean, about that still. Yeah, Chris, Chris and Jasenia hit it off, man, and they are they seem very strong right now. Very strong. And
3: obviously Tammy jumps to Thomas,
0: and that leaves Becca with really the only rose left that's like up for grabs. Well,
3: Mari, Mari's rose is up for great grabs at that point and gave oh, it to I guess to that's James. true because
0: Demi, yeah, that's true. Demi gave it to uh Kenny. The Kenny. I like James. Can we talk about how James is not getting any screen time? Like, this yeah. dude is great, I think. I think he's a good dude and he's not getting any screen time. So, that's a real bummer. I think maybe we'll get some in the future, but yeah, he's gotten zero so far. Uh, but yeah, let's, yeah, fucking. So, Beck has the last up for grab Rose and she picks Ivan, or uh, sorry, she Aaron. picks Aaron. And I'm not shocked by that. I thought they had a good conversation. I thought they're actually pretty cute together. <laughs> Um yeah, so yeah, obviously Beka, Aaron
3: uh, Aaron was pretty open. He's like, I've crushed on this girl for
0: years. Yeah, yeah, he was very open. Um, so yeah, that's uh I guess a new couple we we'll have to keep our eye on. Um uh, yeah. so we had Connor go home. We had um who else? Connor, Carl, and Jason and Jason all went home. So three. It's
3: okay, because cause, cause AB still ABC still paid uh the actress for Connor, so he's okay.
0: <laughs> he's I right. he'll be all right. <laughs> um so yeah, he uh they all got Sent home. Uh, we kind of go into the next day, and uh, I'm gonna
3: actually really happy not to see that fucking guy with the guitar anymore either. Like, <laughs> I feel be bad honest. for that
0: man, honestly. I love the. I don't mind the guitar and him He's, singing. I think it's like his thing, but it just he was sad a lot. He was mm-hmm. very sad all the time. But like I, I thought his singing was kind of cool. He's,
3: like, yeah, I'm sure thing. he's just an awesome guy, though. Yeah, I
0: think he seems he's like a sweet dude, you know, who just kind of mm-hmm. got – which he stood no chance, dude. Marissa and Riley are, like, great together. So that man stood no chance at all. No, um,
3: he's not a freak like that.
0: <laughs> he's like, he's like, he ain't got <laughs> swag. He tried Zero. with that outfit, but he ain't got the swag that Riley has. That was horrible, by the way. I know you're I loved probably a it. massive you didn't like fan it. I Fuck, loved the no. outfit, bro. I fucking loved it. Do, do <laughs> loved you, boo? <laughs>
3: Do you, Connor?
0: I loved, I Wells loved
3: Is like, you look like half inmate, half I'm going to Mexico.
0: <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Actually, everybody on the beach liked it too. Um, I thought it was cool. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So those two go home. Uh, we go into the next day. Uh, what happens, I guess? Enter Tia. Tia. That's the next thing. Tia enters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not shocked that she was going down, but I'm shocked when she got down. I thought she'd be down there. I guess it is only the second rose ceremony for fuck's sake. Yeah, but they've literally I mean, been down there like five days.
3: That's what's crazy. Yeah. We five all, days. We did kind know. of hear like yeah that we heard Kendall and Becca. Yeah, Becca were coming down together.
0: We knew. everybody down there knew that those three were coming. Maybe not everybody, but most people knew that those three were coming down at some point. I think um,
3: it's, it's always funny, like when you see Ivan, like when Tia hits the beach,
0: and Ivan's like, "Who is that?" I like, know. He, like, I bet there's some people that, that probably didn't know who don't watch the was. show. Yeah. So I bet there were some people that did not know who Tia was for sure. Yeah. Um, but she's great. We're big fans of Tia. We love Tia. Oh, I'm
3: sorry, it wasn't I'm sorry, it wasn't Tia. My, that's my bad. He did that when Kendall came down at the end of the show. Yeah, that's yeah, my bad. But fault. I think sorry. I think
0: somebody else said who's Tia too, though. I think somebody did. Um, but yeah, Tia is great. We're big fans of Tia. Um she pulls
3: oh, she's the best.
0: Yeah, she pulls a few people, but she pulls the biggest one she pulls is Kenny, and that's totally her type. Tattoos, fucking jacked, totally her type. Uh, so she takes, um, him on the date and Demi is just pissed. Demi is not happy. I thought she handled it well with the conversation with Kenny when she was like, listen, I don't fucking want you to go, but like, I'm not going to stop you from going, you know? And then he goes anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we'll just, let's just talk about the date and then we can talk about what was happening. But this date was a very strange one to me. This is one date where they usually recycle dates. This yeah, is one a lot, date. A lot happened in between. I know. We'll go back to that. We'll go back okay. to that. But let's get into the whole date. Yeah. We, let's not jump around. So yeah. So they recycle dates all the time, guys. The go kart dates, the zip lining dates. They recycle dates all the time. I don't think I've ever seen this date in paradise. This is nude beach volleyball, um, and the fact that Tia and Kenny both get nude. Shout out to these two. That takes some balls. National that television. Doesn't
3: surprise me with Kenny. He's ready no, to go. No, but it surprises me start. with Tia. Tia, yes. It big surprised time.
0: me with Tia. She is very religious and yeah, she is, she kept talking about she's her very, family watching. Very conservative. Very conservative. And she's fucking topless running around on national television. Like, holy shit. I was shocked <laughs> by that. Um, but good on her. She was a good sport. I had she never heard.
3: Uh, a woman's bits be referred to as a china pot. That was the china first time I heard that. Of that. Like, that, was, that there were awesome. some
0: really good one liners throughout yeah. the state for sure. Um and the other 3, like where do they get these other 3 people? Like where do the producers find these people? Like they're yeah. just Is that
3: is that a thing down there?
0: Dude, I don't know. They have, this is like new volleyball tournaments yeah. just happening down they there. Just they have they can, like run every like, Tuesday night. Three. Yeah, and they I don't know. It was a very weird thing to me. Um, but they're good sports. They played along, but I want to go into their conversation too that they had later because I thought this was a pretty funny conversation because I agree with Tia. I agree with Tia. Tia's funny as hell. And she was like, wait a minute. You went to the boom boom room with Demi? And he was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, fuck. She's going to murder me in my sleep. It was was funny too because
3: Kenny was like, you've never been to the boom boom room? She's like, no. I was with the Virgin.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I was
3: with Colton. The Virgin. Um, No. There were some um, good Colton jabs tonight too, by the way. There
0: were. There were a few of them. Yeah, ABC's not hiding their Colton jabs. No. But damn, let's talk like – She's right. Like, I agree. If you fuck in paradise, you're in a relationship. Like, I don't think you can go around fucking a bunch of girls on that beach. So, like, in my opinion, Kenny going on that date was a little sketch after literally the night before sleeping with Demi. <laughs> like,
3: I think that's what threw Demi into like, yeah, like shock. Cause she, yeah. she was like, cause she asked him, she was like, was like, did you not kind of forget about what happened last night?
0: Like, literally. Before like, he left. Yeah. If a, oh, can you imagine, dude? If a girl did what Kenny did, like she would be destroyed. If a girl fucked a guy and then went on a date with another guy the next day, she'd be mm-hmm. so screwed. So I get why Tia was. Li- I don't. I think that might ruin it for Tia. I think Tia's like, she still kissed him after the conversation, but I think Tia's kind of like, eh, I'm fucking out because. Yeah, you like you oh, can't yeah. fuck a girl and then go on a date with. Me. Yeah, Tia, <laughs> yeah, I mean,
3: knowing Tia, she ain't playing that shit. No,
0: she's like, okay, good yeah, to know. And she could tell instantly it was like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing here, dude? Like but you could tell she out, just though. changed. They did kiss. They did, but that could have kissed because before. You got to you gotta do it. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a pretty funny conversation. Tia's like, God dang it! Like I could tell she was kind of into him. She was like, God dang it! Like you mm-hmm. fucked Dammy, really? Shit. Um, <laughs> so I think that, I think she. Yeah, I think that's not gonna happen. I don't think Tia and and Kenny are gonna happen. Um, but yes, a lot happened. While they were on the date, um, the first thing let's get into Noah and Abigail, dude. I want to talk about this Noah and Abigail conversation. I <sighs> it's weird because at the beginning of the season, now Abigail kind of talked about how like she wants to move slow, and she kind of friends guys a little bit and like all this stuff. And Noah was like, "Wait a minute, like it's paradise. You can't we really move slow, like kind of that kind of thing." But then all of a sudden, Abigail's kind of freaking out because she's like we're moving too slow. We're moving like, we're not even close to where these other couples are. Now, granted we're five days in at this point, guys, maybe six. Um, so it's I get almost. it both ways. Like I get her worry why she's worried and why she wants to sit down. With Noah. but at the same time, you kind of brought this on yourself. Yeah. Cause she used
3: the words like, it feels like Noah's just here to chill, but it's like, are, cause we haven't seen any of them this whole season really since that first episode. Since their so date. it's like, are they having any conversations like, do they spend time, are they spending time together and they're just, ABC's not
0: showing it? It's a great question. Or are they hanging out, but not having the real conversation? Exactly. Not having good conversations about their relationship, about the future. And they're just literally like, look at the sky. Or like, yeah, how about that crab? You know what I mean? Like, could be those they conversations.
3: they are clearly on different pages here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, and like she said, she noticed it right when she brought up the friend kind of zone to Noah. Noah just instantly checked out.
0: Yeah. Um. so I don't like I said I don't necessarily blame Abigail for wanting and needing to talk to Noah but I don't think Noah needed to necessarily all of a sudden go and like fucking contemplate for 30 minutes by the ocean like I don't think it was that big of a deal I think he just needs I mean I guess he just needs to decide Yeah. if it's Abigail or not they just Abraham. need
3: to have that coming to Jesus moment yeah exactly should have get off the pot right
0: like yeah should have get off the pot are you my guy are you my girl if so let's do this if not mm-hmm. don't waste your time because I, cause,
3: yeah, mean, I love Abigail like I want to st- it's so sad to see her cry I know
0: it was so sad and I loved how <laughs> all the it, girls were like consoling her and, and if there's an example like of like she's so hard on herself yeah she was really hard on herself I thought she was like way too hard on herself mm-hmm. but there was a good example of like everybody loves Abigail I think that says a lot about Abigail like every girl every yep. guy down there are friends with Abigail so like I got you look at it both the ways with Thomas you know it's kind of like that but when Abigail all the girls like hugging her and like trying to like I don't know like pull her up you know out of her depression and you know don't be so hard on yourself so everybody loves an Abigail we love Abigail um, so hopefully, I think that'll be a big storyline come next week. Um, and by the way, just
3: because we did <laughs> this, scared me for a minute because we go back to saying like how Mari confided in Demi, and while Abigail's sitting there on the daybed talking with the girls, and then Demi sitting there <laughs> listening. I'm like, oh shit, don't <laughs> do it, Abigail. No, you, Noah, you're
0: imagine? next. <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> if
3: Demi would have swooped fucking Noah? <laughs> Oh
0: my god that would have been wild.
3: Cause they just kept like showing like Abigail talking and Demi sitting there on her knees and like with that just that evil look she has
0: like dude that would have been wild. Oh, oh my god Demi Jesus thank god she didn't. Well she hasn't yet. Well I guess they we don't so know could happen. <laughs> yeah yeah. Um and then really the only other thing that happened was it Serena and Joe right? Was uh, like, that
3: was so cute. The yeah. fucking, the, she was just
0: jabbing at him, jabbing at him, and and Joe can take that. Like Joe, Joe's pretty funny. And Serena, let me just say this: Serena's comedic timing, flawless. Her comedic timing is amazing. Like the way she she like answers those questions, and then she's like, "Yeah, Brad Pitt and you, you know, Brad Pitt looks thirty five. You guys are caught the same." And Joe's like, "Whoa," and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right. She's he's way hotter." Like just yeah. like little jabs like
3: that. Like they're yeah. great together. I, I really like them I'd together. I'd be making out with a guy named Joe. What your middle name's <laughs> Anthony. I like Anthony better. <laughs> yeah.
0: Chris, I mean, Joe was literally like pissed. Joe's like, What? It's yeah. the most classic name out there. It's in every language. Like he's trying to like defend his name. Yeah. That was pretty it's funny. It's Jose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Jose. He was trying to defend his own name so much. But they're great together. But anytime you have this relationship that you're very confident in, blah, 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 blah. And you're telling everybody to the camera, you're like, yeah, nothing will break us apart. It's and a good day for the yes. grocer. Yeah, good day for the grocer. Nothing's going to come between us. Never get content in paradise. Um, In Power Walks, Kendall, she's fucking sprinting. She, she is walks fierce. You could tell some of the guys stood up to like give her a hug and introduce themselves, and she's just like, "Do you know where Joe is?" And they're like, "Oh, oh yeah, uh, he's he's over there on the daybed." <laughs> it was just like, "Okay, I guess we know who she's for here." It for
3: rem- it reminded me of uh, Ange walking down the aisle with Clay in the audience. Uh, <laughs>
0: just that fucking side eye. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, the best picture ever taken in Paradise. Hey, butthead. Uh, yeah, hey, butthead. Oh, <laughs> uh, and you just know. I mean, don't get me wrong joe knew he had to know kendall was going down this isn't some shock i don't think he knew when i don't think maybe by then he was like oh maybe the serena is so close that joe's kendall won't walk down kendall knew i mean joe knew kendall was coming down but he still was like you could tell in his face he was like uh-huh. oh fuck me like oh we're fucked like grinning through his teeth dude mm-hmm. oh man and that's kind of how it ended um yeah but God, that ended it, with uh looks like it still gets Pretty good, uh, yeah. Piper, enter Piper, dude. Brendan, shocking, fucked. dude. Yeah, exactly. Shocked. <laughs> Brendan's fucked, dude. Brendan is in trouble, man. Um, just from the preview, yeah. It looks like obviously this Kendall and Joe thing is gonna get blown up, and you know whatever, it's gonna take up a full episode. But Piper coming down, man, and Natasha looks like she wants to kill Brendan. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, that's gonna be ooh, that's gonna be bad for Brendan, man. I feel for Brendan. Been there, brother. Um, yeah, I feel bad for that man. So it's gonna be interesting what happens there. But yeah, the, the next two episodes next week look pretty wild, man. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of how it ends. So we'll see you guys next week. But don't leave yet, guys. We have an awesome conversation with George Burge coming up. Uh, We talk about how this incredible story of how his new song really started and blew up on TikTok and how we got a ton of great advice from a superstar country music artist out there. So don't go anywhere, guys. Here's our conversation with George Burge, Behind the Rose.
1: Thanks for coming on, George. What's up, guys? Glad to be here.
0: Absolutely, man. A long time.
1: George,
3: Eddie, and I go way back. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I feel honored, man. I've I've heard murmurs of behind the rows for years now, so I kind of feel like I'm in I'm in rare air uh, getting to join you guys. It feels pretty yeah. good.
2: Also, George was my uh, fashion <laughs> consultant uh, at at one time, and um, <laughs> remember when you gave me all your cool jewelry and I I put it on. We went out and. Um, addressed every female as hey girl for the entire <laughs> night. It's funny. Yeah. That was kind of the
1: game plan. But then, you know, you didn't even have to say anything. They just flocked to you once they saw the way you
2: looked out there. It's- I noticed when you reached up and, and stroked your chin that you're wearing some, uh, you know, some of those bracelets that
3: make you so sexy. So
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: We went to some high class establishments such as, I believe, Twin Peaks and uh,
2: PTs. <laughs> Oh, yeah. T, uh,
3: T, P. It was a theme night. Twin Peak,
2: then PT. It was a fun night. And George is like, shh, I got a good record deal now. He's got a record stop deal, man, guys. You
1: listen, you can't take the guy out of the country, man. It's uh, I I'm not going to stop now.
2: It was a fun time. And to uh, you know, address the elephant in the room, the more fun guy of Waterloo Revival was George. And so.
3: Uh, Let's just get him to this what what happened here with waterloo and cody
1: man um so cody honestly he's still one of my best friends um a great dude but uh, like a lot of us did in the shutdown last year i kind of just took a step back and looked at my life and just kind of tried to figure out you know what i was happy with and what i wasn't happy with and you know unfortunately there's a lot of people um when you get to a a record label that have an opinion on what you should look like and what you should sound like and the music that you should be putting out. And um, I was just kind of being guided in a direction that I wasn't really totally fulfilled with. And um, I'd started having some success writing songs for other folks. Jason Aldean had reached out and put one of my songs on hold. Keith Urban had put one of my songs on hold. Uh, Clay Walker uh, singled one of my songs to radio. And so I started finding success on the songwriting side And um, I just kind of felt like Waterloo had come close to breaking several times and uh, never really quite punched through. It was just time to take a breath and try something new. So I had kind of found a direction of music that I loved that I was writing for other people. And selfishly, I wanted to write some for myself. And um, that kind of just propelled me to chase the the solo artist dream. And uh, it was a tough conversation to have with Cody. We've been buddies since sixth grade, grew up playing dive bars in Austin and and moved to Nashville together and chased his dream together. But he was super understanding. And, um, you know, he's out there writing songs and playing some guitar for some other folks too. Definitely landed on his feet and we still talk a bunch. So, you know, that gives me peace knowing that uh, we can still be close and and that I, I can have the opportunity to chase this solo thing and You know, sometimes like some of the scariest jumps are the most gratifying. You know, I dreamed my whole life about having a record deal. So asking out of that record deal was pretty terrifying for me, especially not knowing what was next. But I was able to stumble into a new deal and a new song on the radio. And, um, you know, knock on wood, it's taken off faster than anything I've ever done. So I guess uh, you got to jump to see if you can fly. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm not sure if I got wings or not, but I'm figuring it out.
0: <laughs> oh, man, you do, you're doing something right. Well, you got beer, beer, and truck trucks. Yeah. That's so. <laughs>
1: it, man. And We like all those things, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. So let's get into that, because like, like you said, you know, you kind of went out of your own. You took the risk, man. You took the risk. Uh, And it's worked out thus far. But let's talk a little bit about Beer, Beer, Truck, Truck, because that it's actually surprising how many people we have on this podcast who get started going viral. Like, it's crazy how often that happens. I mean, it's wild. We've had multiple people. That's kind of what happened here with this song, right?
1: Yeah, it's the most unbelievable story you've ever heard. Uh, It's too wild to be made up. But basically, I had become really good friends with Clay Walker over the last year. And uh, he invited me to his house down in Texas to work on his new record. And that was in December. And I had kind of told him where I was at, you know, that I'd asked out of my deal and that I was kind of figuring out what was next and that I was really focused on writing. And, and that I really wasn't sure if I was going to do the artist thing or not. That I was, I was debating on whether or not I was going to hang it up or take another swing. And uh, he was like, dude, I'll tell you what you need to do. And, you know, it's freaking Clay Walker, man. I'm expecting like some super profound advice. And he's like, you need to put your songs on TikTok. I was like, oh, wow. Thank you, man. That's <laughs> life changing advice there. But I mean, <laughs> sure enough, that night I went on and I clicked the country music hashtag just because, you know, that's the shit I listen to. And uh, the first thing that came up was this chick and she was like, uh, Country music ain't nothing but beer, beer, truck, truck, and girls in tight jeans.
2: Beer, beer, truck, truck, girls in tight
1: jeans. Beer, truck, beer, truck, America, America, ooh. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I like all those things. <laughs> but, I mean, I kind of took it as a challenge. I was like, uh, you know, I was in a pretty cool spot creatively at the time. I was like, why don't I take this as a challenge and show her that I'll take those words and write a hit song out of it. And so I sat down for like 30 minutes before dinner that night, and I just wrote the chorus. And, you know, for me, the best songs tend to come out quick, you know, off the cuff. You can sit there and polish a turd all day, but the ones that are really good are usually inspired and come out quick. And so I wrote that chorus in like 30 minutes, and I had Clay's social media manager show me how to post it on TikTok because I'd never posted before. (laughs) And uh, I think I had six followers. I didn't use the Waterloo name. I didn't have like a blue check mark or anything like that and um we went to dinner and like 3 hours later i came back from dinner and uh that 6 followers had turned into 20,000 followers and uh i'm like clay you're a freaking genius man like this tiktok <laughs> thing is it and we were all toasting and drinking beer and everything and i kind of thought that that was like the life of it and i was content with that you know it was a fun little deal but over the course of the next week it went on to do millions and millions of views and i got a 100,000 followers in a week there were just like this massive contingency of people saying that I needed to finish the song. And so, I was like, well, shit, if I'm going to finish this song, I want to write something that I'm proud of if I'm going to put a full song out there. And so I sat down in Nashville when I got home and I spent a day just like trying to create the storyline of like the dynamic between the country and the city and these two fictional characters that like fell in love and still thought about each other, but were in different places. And pretty wild that that was all inspired by Beer, Beer, Truck, Truck. But I, <laughs> created this, I created this whole storyline around it. And uh, I recorded a demo with one of my best friends, Jaron Boyer, who's a big hit songwriter in town. He was like, dude, just come over to the house and we'll just lay it down, you and me. And so we laid down a demo in the studio and put it out that day. And that's when it just like really, really blew up and took off. And the numbers were so insane that basically every record label in Nashville started blowing up my phone. That was a really cool feeling. And the last thing I expected from signing up on TikTok. Just all you should know is... it's
0: surprising how many people don't use that tool more often like like clay walker said like it's such a good show so many people on it Will you be releasing more music on TikTok now instead of like, you know, <laughs> screw the radio. We're just going TikTok.
1: <laughs> it's, well, it's crazy. And, you know, like he obviously took me by surprise when he said that at first. But then he kind of went on to explain that, like, you could play two years of shows and not get in front of a million people. But if you post something on TikTok that goes, you get in front of a million people in a day. And when you start thinking about it that way, like the biggest struggle that all of us have in Nashville is just getting ears on your music. You know, like. There's so many talented people here that are writing hit songs every day that, you know, just go by the wayside because they don't get the right eyes or ears on them. And so it's a platform that like you can get in front of people instantly and get feedback, whether it connects or not. I would have never guessed that like Beer, Beer, Truck, Truck was something that so many people would have connected on. And I probably would have been scared to release it as a single um, if I was just in my own head. But I was able to put it on that platform and get just instant feedback and thousands of comments and see how many people related to the story and see how many people were listening to it in their car. And then, you know, it allows people to use the sound. And so you can click the sound of the song and see how people are using it to make their videos. And you see people windows down driving or out there on their ranch or dancing or whatever. And it's just like instant feedback. Hey, this connects. I almost look at it as a new form of AR, you know, as a new form of trial to see. Like, does this song hold up? Also,
3: another cool story from this is you made that lady who originally wrote that song like a co-write, didn't you?
1: I did. I just felt like, you know, she inspired the song, obviously. And I did take her hook uh, and use it off the top. So I I wanted to make sure she was credited for that. Uh, So I reached out to her like the day it went viral. I was like, hey... I know this is probably the most random message you've ever got, but I took your joke and I turned it into a song and I'd love to credit you as a songwriter. So I had to walk her through like signing up and starting a publishing company and, um, you know, creating a ASCAP. So
3: she will be seeing some nice royalties.
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) The thing that's amazing is it started out as such a joke. And I mean, she was just throwing it on and it's a good song. Once you finished it, it's really, it's hooky and it stays in your head. And it's a great love story song.
1: Yeah, that was so gratifying.
2: You know, it's going to be a a, a huge hit and she's going to be getting royalty checks for 20 years now.
1: (laughs) I hope it changes both of our lives. Yeah, that was when I first put it out. I was, you know, she was kind of hammering country music at first. I mean, lightheartedly and and rightfully so. But I was I was anxious to see, like, whether she would take it as a compliment or, you know, be offended by it. And she was super cool. She actually like geeked out. She loved the song. Turns out she grew up listening to country music and had kind of gotten away from it. And so she was like, this brings me back to like my childhood and I loved it. And I come to find out that she's actually like an elementary school music teacher. In North Carolina, so it was like, dude, every part of the story almost just seemed faded. It was so cool how it all came together, and now like we just did NPR All Things Considered together last week. We doing Billboard, Rolling Stone, all this stuff, and she's like, she's like, what planet am I on? Somehow got thrown into all this stuff, and all from
2: Clay Walker, who is an old man and probably shouldn't know how to use TikTok anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, of all the new artists that could to help you out, you go dig up Clay Walker.
1: He's a sharp guy, man. He's a, He knows how to connect with the people. And I will be forever grateful that he told me that. Because I mean, I'll be honest, like most of it, I thought uh, TikTok was kind of relegated for like twerking and pranks, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of thought yeah. that that was like the world that existed there. <laughs> I've come to find out that there's uh, a lot more uh, below the surface there. So it was pretty cool.
3: Yeah, like Blake said, we've had a lot of guests on that have got recognized on TikTok. And that, yeah, it's mind-blowing.
0: Yeah,
1: that's crazy. Unreal, unreal. And it's just, you know, there's so many people on there that are engaged all the time. You know, it kind of started as a younger demographic on there, but, you know, now it's, it spans the full spectrum. I mean, Mm -hmm. people in their forties, fifties, sixties on there. And then, you know, there's, you know, teenagers and and college kids and everything. And so you get the full spectrum, which is, is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. When you actually broke it down, like you did, you're like, you can literally get in front of a million people in in a couple hours, Compared to like, you know, a couple thousand in in Nashville or whatever it is, you know, so it's kind of crazy when you you break it down like that. I'm like, damn, I need to write a song. I need to go on TikTok. (laughs) Like, damn, that's crazy, man.
1: It's so I mean, like last night I opened for Jake Owen and I played in front of twenty five hundred people and I felt like electric, right? Like twenty five hundred people. That's a sick crowd. Everybody's like hands in the air. We're having a party. But then you think about that, like if I post on TikTok and a video gets 2,500 views, I'm like, oh, that did shitty. Yeah, right. You know, so it's like, it's, it's crazy. Man. A waste of so my fucking true. time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's pretty cool. So, I mean, have now, are you more prominent on TikTok now? Like, are you uploading more, you know, more videos? Not necessarily even music, but do you upload more videos now because of your following?
1: Yeah, I do. It's hard, you know, because I kind of branded myself as this songwriter on there. And so I want to deliver like quality content every time I do. But also once you sign a record deal, then you also have to, you know, you can't just like spew songs out there anymore. And so I've done a lot more of the storytelling on like how the song came together and kind of featured some of my my, um, outside cuts that I've got going on. But I can't upload everything I'm writing just because, you know, once, uh, once everybody's got skin in the game, it's a little bit slower, more deliberate process to make sure that every song has its day in the sun. Um, but I'm definitely still using it and engaging with people. And, you know, I like to use it to, to find new, cool young songwriters to get inspired by on there too. I'll go on and just comment on, people playing a song on their basement if I find something cool and I mean for me it's fun it's like a discovery tool and you know I remember the first time Cole Swindell commented on one of my Instagram videos I felt like I was a celebrity and so I want to be like doing that to other people too making them feel cool to see like a blue check mark comment on their videos and stuff like that and so it's you know there's all kinds of ways to jump on it but definitely as I start to release new music I actually teased a, a new song that'll be coming probably later in the year last week on there and and uh, got some really cool feedback so we are going to be putting stuff on there and some breaking news on the on the behind the rose podcast i've got a song coming out with nelly so i'll make sure and i hammer that on tiktok as soon as it comes out too there you go shit man let's go that's
3: awesome man
1: yeah yeah
3: and that's someone somewhere right
1: yep that's it man
3: Mm mm-hmm yeah, look at this guy. Look how far he's come from Waterloo Revival. Holy Dude, shit!
2: I'm just, I'm just looking at Clay Walker and Nelly. I mean, you gonna do something with Willie soon? And, uh, and
1: then
2: maybe Metallica. Yes. I mean, I'm sure there's.
3: Is there gonna be a Drake
1: coming out soon? Like, Shoot, I would die happy, man. I would die happy, man. Uh,
3: I mean, everyone's doing something with Diplo too. So the,
1: the Nelly thing is cool, just because, like, he really does have a, a great respect for country music, and you know. Obviously, it's inherently hip hop what he does, but he grew up with kind of country roots like family, barbecue, like, you know, just ties to the country genre. And so he's not calling it a country record, he's calling it a country inspired record. And when the label reached out to me asking me to jump on this record, obviously the first thing, Thought of was, yeah, this is an incredible opportunity as a huge artist. I'm so humbled that he would even ask me. But my second thought is, like, okay, I'm taking a step out as a brand new solo artist. I'm kind of putting my flag in the ground, building my brand. I'm trying to push towards a more country sound because that's what I like to create. And so I don't want to put out a single and then a month later put out, you know, some wild hip hop song that is totally off base for me. And so I was a little bit nervous about it. And then I got the song that they asked me to feature on it. And dude, it was so cool. It was, um, Hardy wrote it. Um, Hardy's writing everything Mm -hmm. for everybody in Nashville. He's unreal. And man, it just kind of had like that old school, like almost that dilemma feel that song he did way back when with Kelly Rowland. So it almost felt like a little more laid back, a little more country and uh, right in my wheelhouse. So um, I don't know who picked me for that song, but I'm very thankful for it. And it felt honest to the brand that I'm trying to create right now. So I'm super excited for that to come out.
0: Any shows you got kind of coming up and everything?
1: Yeah. So I am out the rest of the year. I just signed with a new agent and they're hammering my schedule right now. Um, Looks like we're doing some Dustin Lynch dates. Um, Looks like we're doing some Brantley Gilbert dates which both of those guys insane to, to be able to, you know, get out there with, and I mean, that's the thing in country music, man, is like, nobody gets there without the endorsement of somebody bigger or, you know, a hand up. And so, um, you know, being out with, being out with Jake last week and get to go out with those guys here the rest of the year is like, I get to borrow their fans for the night. And, you Mm -hmm, know, them having me out there as an endorsement that like, Hey, this guy is worth shit. You know, he's got something that's worth your time. Those are looks that I've never gotten before in the past. And so to have these guys invite me out and give me that opportunity is, is really special. And I mean, shit, it's moving the needle for me in a big way. So yeah. um, it's going to be cool.
0: Yeah. It's super cool, man. Yeah. Well, congrats, man. I mean, you keep doing what you're doing, man. You're doing yeah. something, right? It's great. man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you
3: guys. I just thought you would quit music and we're going out for the PGA tour.
1: <laughs> still in the back of my mind <laughs> yeah for
3: those listening george is a hell of a golfer
1: dude so that's my like my biggest uh addiction is is golf and um you know i don't know if it's a blessing or a curse but i've recently become really good friends with john daly and um so we've been playing a lot of golf lately and uh he's been teaching me some party tricks um so uh he calls Michelob Ultras, he calls them Arkansas mineral water. And uh, so the first time I played with him, he goes, toss me one of them Arkansas mineral waters. So I toss him one out of the cooler. He shotguns it, puts it on the ground, puts a golf ball on top of it and hits it 300 yards down the middle of the fairway. And he says, welcome Earthlings." And I was like, damn, that was the coolest <laughs> shit I've ever seen in my life.
0: That <laughs> so is I've been working story. on that. <laughs> welcome earthling that's a that, nice,
3: yeah. nice little tiktok video oh my yeah, god man. that is so great
0: i'm jealous of that man i'm jealous of that
3: friendship there's, <laughs> there's so there. many classic daily stories
0: yeah. oh so great <laughs> oh well that's awesome man i mean i think you made the right decision stick with music man stick with music <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure for sure <laughs> awesome well um yeah everybody go check out his uh New single coming out next week. And where can people find you on like TikTok and Instagram and all that? What's your uh, at, if you will?
1: Yeah. So it's just at George Burge, uh, B-I-R-G-E on TikTok. There was already somebody um, pretending to be, be me. So uh, we got a George Burge <laughs> official on TikTok. Is where you got to oh, find hey. me. Look for the blue check mark. <laughs> but yeah, anywhere you listen to music, you can find it. The new single Beer, Beer, Truck, Truck is out everywhere right now. We also went and cut five more songs that are hopefully coming at the end of the year here. Um, so excited for everybody to dive into those and then shit, this Nelly coming is gonna be is gonna be pretty special too. So a lot of good stuff coming.
0: Nelly's great because we're actually going out to Austin for a music festival next month, and Nelly's going yep. be to be on the list because I'm DJing, and he's going to be there. So we'll have to we'll have to chat it he up. He puts with
1: him. on a show, man. You yeah, got... I mean,
0: I've never seen him, so I'm pumped. I've actually never seen him.
1: The guy's still shredded too, like big yeah. pack, like veins everywhere. <laughs> it's like golly, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, he does have
3: a lot of those country roots, because yeah, because he's on tour with Blanco and um, Jimmy too, coming out.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, dude. It's it's fun to see the rest of the world finding an appreciation for the country genre, man. It's almost like we're the, we're the cool kid in school now, you know, it's (laughs) like um, everybody's kind of coming over to the country world. And I, and I saw that a bunch on TikTok too, you know, a lot of those comments were I didn't listen to country before, but now I'm giving it a chance and I love it. And, you know, seeing new people come to the genre is like, is everything we can ask for. So that's what we're out there. Just, you know, pounding pavement, trying to make country as cool as it can be and bring as many people to the genre as we can. But I mean, when you look at ticket sales and you look at festivals and you look at people coming out in force and supporting live music, I think country is at the forefront of that. So it's a pretty exciting time to be in country music. I'll tell you that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw something the other day that was it was, a, it was a TikTok video and it was somebody guy like, the only reason you don't like country is because you're told not to when you were a kid. Like, go out and listen to it and you're going to love it, you know, because it was like not cool back then, you know, to like country. So it's pretty cool what it's like what's happening right now, for sure.
1: A hundred percent. It's like people give it a chance and they're like, dang, you know. Yeah, beers and trucks and girls in tight jeans is pretty cool
0: (laughs) oh amen man amen cool man well appreciate you coming on and we'd love to have you on again at some point for sure yeah
1: hey i'm honored i'm honored i've been watching you guys from afar for a minute so thank you guys for having me and uh hopefully i didn't vomit for y'all that's great man that's great see you guys thank you
0: Behind the Rose is recorded live at the world famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. Be sure to go check out our Instagram at behind the rose podcast and follow us. So you always know when we drop a new episode and give us all five of those stars.
1: Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time behind the rose.